the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It has always been the thing that has established Central Ohio and... It still is Ohio State football, the standard for what makes Columbus, Ohio unique around the country. Uh, We all hoped, I think, that the return of Ohio State football this fall would mean that life had returned to normal because there is nothing more normal in Columbus than the entire city being invested in a football Saturday, whether it's tailgate partying, whether it is watching the game, whether it is just enjoying the fact that you're not a football fan and the stores are way less crowded and you sort of have the whole city to yourself while everyone else obsesses about what's going on in Ohio Stadium. But you won't be back in that mode this fall, at least not if what Ohio State announced today as its new routine for game day, prevails throughout the season. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. It's your last Tuesday to catch the show at 5 p.m. Next Monday, the show moves to an 11 a.m. start, runs until 1 p.m. That will be our schedule going forward. Yes, new school year, new hours. I'm very happy to be on in the middays, and I hope you'll find us there or listen to the podcast, which you can find at 989theanswer.com. But Ohio State has announced that while Ohio Stadium remains available to the 100,000-plus that will have tickets, uh, it will be a major hassle viewing a Buckeye game in person. I know the university will push back against that, but there is no other way to equate it when you will be required to have a mask on in an elevator, If you're in a suite, if you are at the skull session, we'll run through all the details. Uh, It's been a very, uh, this is part, I'd say, of a troubling trend in that the mounting fear, the mounting detachment from reality about what COVID is and what it isn't, is starting to exact tolls much heavier than just inconveniencing your football watching. Uh, I've been told by someone who is a nurse in the children's hospital system that now the fear is not that they'll lose their jobs if they're not vaccinated, but they've expressly been told that they will not be eligible for raises or promotions if they're not vaccinated. Um, A friend of mine shared with me Sunday, some of you may have seen it on my Twitter, that his son grew up dreaming of a position 
in the U.S. Navy. He currently holds that position, has held it for a while. He loves serving his country in the role in which he is blessed to have. But he and his fellow seamen were given 24 hours, essentially, to make up their mind as to whether or not they would take the vaccine, which has been ordered by their commander-in-chief, Joe Biden, and by the head of the military, Lloyd Austin. This young man and about half his company decided after researching it that, no, the vaccine was not something they wanted to risk, and they communicated that to their superior officers, and their superior officers said, fine, can't travel, must wear a mask, other restrictions will apply, and one of our options these superior officers told them, is to dishonorably discharge you. Now, I did not serve in the military. My father did. And the things he told me about those who were dishonorably discharged and the penalty that they paid for that, for this young man, it would mean that he could never work for a military contractor again, which is where a lot of military personnel land after they complete their service. They work for military contractors because those contractors understandably want someone who understands the U.S. military, and who better to understand it than those who have served in it? But no military contractor is going to hire someone who has been dishonorably discharged, and I wonder if that scarlet letter still applies to everyone in normal society as it used to uh, when my father told me about it during my teen years. I'd be interested to know what you are struggling with as you balance this ever-mounting demand for vaccines. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989 is our number. Here's what Ohio State said today. Staff, faculty, students, and visitors on campus and in medical facilities currently required to wear masks indoors regardless of vaccination status. Masks are required outdoors for unvaccinated individuals when they cannot maintain physical distancing. No one, no one is obeying that except those who are creeped out by the fact that, yes, death awaits everyone. Vaccinated people. You wanted to know what your freedoms are? Your freedoms are you don't have to wear a mask outside. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Which, if you were wearing a mask outside at any point in this pandemic, I don't mean this as an insult. I just mean it because I mean it. You're really crazy if you're wearing a mask outside. (laughs) You are just gripped by an irrational fear that germs are floating out there in the atmosphere, attacking you like a squadron of fighter jets. As for the typical game day activity, skull session, all staff and fans required to wear masks. Marching band and football team will wear masks. It seems to me to be a pretty difficult to play an instrument through a mask. I presume they mean while they are not playing the instrument. But, hey, you know, with the level of detachment from reality, anything's possible. Maybe they'll cut out a little hole for the mouth as you apply it to the mouthpiece. Anything going on in French Fieldhouse, that's the uh, building attached to St. John Arena, will require masks for all staff and guests. My guess is they have some kind of big party atmosphere in there for donors. Got to wear a mask for that. Ohio Stadium, 
Masks required in all interior public spaces, which includes the Huntington Club. That's for the people who've paid a lot more money than just regular price for tickets to watch a game in comfort and luxury. Now, I had a conversation with someone about this a week or so ago about the Huntington Club and will they require masks in the Huntington Club. Here's the thing. Some of the most deranged people out there on masks are rich liberals. Rich leftists, I should say. And I could see where they could be pretty adamant about requiring a mask in the Huntington Club. But then you also have a lot of rich conservatives who have long supported Ohio State football. And they're either vaccinated or not at all about being told what to do. These are people who own companies, who own big, big, big firms. And they're used to getting their own way, having their own way. They're used to making, oh, here's a word, logical decisions about the future of their business. And they're vaccinated. And now you're telling them they have to wear a mask because you're afraid of them. I don't know that that's going to go over very well. I think we're going to have to have a leftist wing of the Huntington Club and a conservative wing of the Huntington Club in order to keep the peace up there. Because what I do know is that there are going to be half the people up there who are not going to be happy about either wearing or not wearing a mask. You want to wait in line at the concession stand? Got to be wearing a mask. No, I'm sorry. That's wrong. Mask not required. Not required at a concession stand. Which, that's odd to me because the concession stand is down under the bowels of the stadium. And if this is an airflow issue, there's no air moving. No air moving on those concourses underneath the stadium. Try it. Some September, if you're grabbing a bus on West Campus, taking a bus to the game, you know what's coming, right? The mask mandate, of course. Of course. So that's where we are with Ohio Stadium. They were picketing in Westerville last night, trying to get the school board to allow parents to make their own decisions. I'm curious to know what you think about all of this. Let's start with Charlie in Mount Sterling. Hi, Charlie. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, yeah, Uh I've never heard your show before, but I uh, wanted to comment on uh, those guys getting threatened with a dishonorable discharge. Yes. Uh, with a dishonorable discharge, no state or municipality will hire you. Yeah. And it's a disqualifier for being able to buy a firearm. Mm. Well, Charlie, so, I knew there were serious consequences for this, and it's unfair consequences. My sense as I pondered it is that, Jen Psaki and the Biden administration are not going to admit this from the pulpit in the White House. I think it's a I don't mean it's an empty threat because an empty threat is one that has no consequences. As Charlie just eloquently outlined for us. There's severe consequences if you get dishonorably discharged. I just can't believe they would stand behind that and let that happen. Make that happen. I don't think they want to own that. They're going to get crushed in the midterms anyway. You go dishonorably discharging loyal people who want to serve the country just because they have a mind of their own and for whatever reason determine they don't want a vaccine, uh, that's a big-time negative in public opinion. Denise in Solon next on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Denise. Hi, Bruce. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, It's just perfect timing because I work at an elementary school in Upper Arlington. Mm Mm-hmm. And this morning, one of my co-workers texted our group and said that Hilliard had announced 
they are having the children wear masks and unvaccinated staff, and that she hoped UA followed suit, which that will not surprise me. Um, I am concerned because I've made the decision I do not want to be vaccinated at this time, and I guess I feel like I am going to be wearing that scarlet letter. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if people will be chanting unclean, unclean, like they did in the Bible. Yeah. But I mean, it is, I the, it is the modern leprosy. Not, not wearing a mask is like the modern demo- demonstration of leprosy. You're right. You're not wrong, wrong about that at all, Denise. And honestly, uh, right now, Arlington is masks are strongly recommended but not required. Wouldn't you and I both be shocked if they didn't eventually get to that? Given what you work in an Upper Arlington Elementary School, do you have boys and girls restrooms in that school, Denise, or do you have uh, all gender restrooms? Oh, Bruce, I will be going into a whole brand new building this year, so. So I know I that answer. That, mm-hmm. I've not toured yet, so I am assuming we will have um, the gender neutral. Well, you have a lot of good people, and I thank you for your call. You have a lot of good people in Arlington who are fighting against this and have won so far because, oh, by the way, state code is that you have boys and girls restrooms, and Paul Imhoff, the superintendent, and his uh, lawless school board have determined that they want to do what they want to do, just like Joe Biden's doing it with the uh, eviction moratorium, which he knows is clearly unconstitutional. But... Remember, we're the totalitarians, not them. We are, not them. By the way, Andrew Cuomo resigned today. We'll talk about that with a professor from Cedarville University at 533. Room for you to talk about what decisions you are balancing in the wake of hmm, what they say are not mask mandates and vaccine mandates, but certainly feel like they are. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. It's the Bruce Woolley Show. You know, of course, there is a spirited battle for the Republican nomination to try to succeed Rob Portman as U.S. Senator. Uh, Senator Portman is giving up his job, and thank goodness he is, as Rob Portman today was part of the uh, turncoat Republican establishment in the Senate that joined with the Democrats who never tire of spending your money that they never tire of taking $1.2 trillion infrastructure package aimed at, they say, fixing our roads and bridges. Rob Portman voting with woke Senator Sherrod Brown of Ohio on this. You're in the wrong company if you're doing that, Rob. Portman said this will improve the lives of moms and dads who commute to work and get stuck in rush hour every day who would much rather be spending that time with their family. Okay. Does anybody out there believe that any amount of infrastructure spending will alleviate rush hour traffic in America's major cities? You have to be a buffoon to believe that. When an inordinate number of people are unleashed upon the highways of major cities at the same exact time or in close proximity to the same time, Given the vagaries in 
ability to drive and understand and employ the most rudimentary of traffic law observations, <laughs> we are always going to have traffic jams. Some people know how to merge. Some people don't know how to merge. As I discovered today, uh, some adult Americans still have absolutely zero clue how to turn left. When traffic is coming toward you and the light is green, you do not stay back behind the thick white line. You pull up into said intersection. So two cars go through on every light. Not just you, and certainly you don't sit back and wait, and oh, it went from green to red, so I guess I'll sit here through another series of lights. Rob Portman, you are a buffoon for thinking that any amount of infrastructure spending will alleviate rush hour anywhere. No one's spending more time with their family because you're spending their tax money on bridges and roads. Farewell, Rob Portman. Farewell. Now, of course, the Democrats, after spending, getting the green light to spend $1.2 trillion, say they now need $3.5 additional trillion. Because you know why? You never run out of money, and they never tire of taking it from you. Sherrod Brown is very excited that this package will include $5.25 billion for zero- and low-emission buses. Because, of course, Sherrod Brown is a global warming fool. Broadband Internet. I live out in the country. I guarantee you we're going to spend $100 million in Ohio to improve broadband Internet coverage across the state. My download speeds won't change one tiny iota. And you know what? Even if they do, it's not worth it. This is the infuriating thing about government. No, I'm sorry. I only have an hour and 35 minutes left in the show. There's not time to cover it all. Let me rephrase. This is one infuriating thing about government. None of them ever make the value judgments you and I do in our budgeting for our household. You see people driving around with a dented fender in their car, maybe a neighbor, and you think to yourself, why don't they fix that? You know why they don't fix that? Because it's not in their budget. That's why they don't fix that. They would like for it to be in their budget. They would like for a new car to be in their budget. But it's not in their budget. You know why some people go and eat dinner at Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse and other people go to Golden Corral? Because for one, Jeff Ruby's is in their budget. And for another, Golden Corral is in their budget. And for some people... Staying at home eating hamburger helper is in their budget. But the government is always going to Jeff Ruby's, and they're always driving a new car. And every time they get a scratch, they don't use rubbing compound. They just repaint the door with your tax dollars. So, excuse me if I don't believe, Sherrod Brown, that the $100 million you're going to spend on broadband internet will change or enhance my life one tiny bit. It won't. I can sit there for an extra half a tick of a second waiting for a web page to come up. Because we'll never stop spending until we just don't have anything else to spend. I guess that's where we're going with it. Man, we got to get these buffoons out of office. Thankfully, one did leave office today. Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, Gonzo. No mo Cuomo, as someone said online. I wish I'd been clever enough to think of it. I was not. But we will talk next with Steve Meacham. He is a professor at Cedarville 
College, Cedarville University, I should say. Excuse me, Cedarville grads. I know you are a university now, and you are a great university because you look at things through a biblical worldview. And uh, Steve Meacham, as it happens, spent more than three decades working as a New York State Trooper. You might know that one of the women that Andrew Cuomo assaulted was a New York State Trooper. We will see if Steve Meacham had personal dealings with Andrew Cuomo during his two-plus terms as governor of New York, whether he was surprised by the governor's resignation today, and what he thinks of it and why Cuomo is not being prosecuted. That's next. 